It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lubman here with Joe Shasky. We come at you every week with all the best Giants content we can think of. Uh, like, review, rate, subscribe, share, anything that you do with the podcast. Let's get this thing around because we need more people listening to this podcast because more people need Giants baseball in their lives. That's just what our belief is here on the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. So before we get going here, uh, I did have a chance on Friday night to catch up with uh, Giants rookie third baseman Casey Schmidt. Got about 10 minutes, kind of talk about just kind of his time here in the big league so far. So we're going to throw to that, and then uh, we are going to get out of here. So without further ado, here is Casey Schmidt. Sam Lubman here on the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. I'm here with Giants third baseman Casey Schmidt here on this lovely Friday evening. Casey, a uh, alumni of Eastlake High School out of Chula Vista, San Diego native. Casey, what have these first few weeks in the big leagues been like for you? And have you kind of had that, like, holy smokes, I'm here moment yet? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been crazy. I mean, just kind of coming to the ballpark every day and just kind of being around everyone. I'm, I'm really just, I've been taking, take every moment in and just, I'm just enjoying all of it. It's just so much fun. So you've really gotten off to a towards start here. Your name's getting mentioned with guys like Willie McCovey in terms of just what you guys were doing in, you know, the first few weeks of your, of your career. What has this, what, what is that right? Like when you're hearing your name mentioned with guys like Willie McCovey, what does that mean to you? Yeah. I mean, anytime you're mentioned, you know, in the same sentence as, as someone like that, you know, it's, it's just amazing. It's just mind blowing. And, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just kind of come out and have fun every single day and just letting everything else take care of itself. And, you know, it's, it's been, it's been a crazy ride. I'm, I'm just really enjoying it. Yeah, no, you really seem to me. Now, you always hear guys talk about how you don't want to get too high or too low and with, with things like this. I look at you though, you always seem to have just such a chill demeanor. I see, I go into the clubhouse, you got your feet kicked up in the <laughs> locker room. You always got this smile on. I mean, like, how do you, how do you keep from getting too high, too low? How do you keep so chill all the time? Just right in the middle. Um, like you said, you know, baseball is a game of failure. It's a, it's a really tough game. And, you know, for me, I just try to be as relaxed as I can as possible, and I try to be the same person every single day, you know, whether I'm 4 for 4 or 0 for 4, and, you know, I, I think just kind of carrying myself like that has kind of helped me a lot. So you got a lot of other young guys on this team. Obviously, there's you, there's Bailey, Ryan Walker, Wisely, Sable. Just when you have, like, so many guys kind of in their first year in the clubhouse, like, what kind of a vibe does that get? Does that make it more fun? Time to talk about just kind of going on this adventure with so many other first-year players here on this team. Those guys, you know, I've, I've come up to the minors with them, and, you know, I've played, I've played some really good with them, and, you know, we're all here right now and it's 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 a special moment just to kind of look over and you know see them and then see all see all the older guys too and other guys it's just it's it's been it's been amazing so i know you did some pitching in college before switching over to infield at what point did you make that decision to go from infield full time uh, i was right after the draft uh i think i was just kind of just drafted as a as a third baseman and you know i was pretty i was pretty happy with uh with that because you know i i always knew that i had to give up one and you know for me i feel like I wanted I wanted to I wanted pitching to be the one that I that I give up just because I li- I like hitting and I like playing defense. Well, yeah. So also you, you uh, when you were drafted, you were a uh, third base, I believe. And that's when they tried to move you to shortstop uh, in the minors. Uh, what was it like kind of learning that new uh, position, almost kind of on the fly? Was it difficult? Was it easy for you? Kind of talk about what that transition was like. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. A lot of learning has gone on. Um, I wasn't I played shortstop until I was about twelve. So just kind of going back and re- re- relearning the position and you know being over there and also learning how to play second base and. And just I'm just really enjoying just kind of learning the different positions. You miss pitching at all? 
No. <laughs> so it, you haven't asked Kapler if you can throw an inning yet? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Between the player that so – from when you were drafted out of college compared to where you're at now, just in terms of how you've grown as a player, what do you think you've, you've improved the most on in your game overall since you've been drafted? Um, I feel like just just kind of different parts of my game, the hitting, fielding, um, you know, the mental side as well. Um, you know, I just I try to get better every single day and just try to try to come out and help the team win any way possible. Yeah, so I guess if you had to put your you know some self reflection, what's something that maybe right now you're you're working on improving the most right now? Um, for me, it's it's kind of everything. It's it's the hitting, it's the fielding, it's you know base running, the mental side. I'm just making sure that I'm you know keeping up with those things. Trying to get better every single day with him. So you have a lot of other, you know, great veteran guys on this team. Uh, I saw you throw with JD Davis for the game. You got it for today. Uh, get to work with Brandon Crawford. Having guys like that to kind of be able to pick their brain. What's kind of some of the things you've learned about them so far in your time here with this team? Yeah, I mean they've been awesome. Um, just kind of just being around them. You know, I mean those those guys are superstars, and you know I try to take every information, every little piece of information I can from them. And you know they've, they've been they've been amazing. And I'm, I'm just I really enjoy just being around. You know everyone. Sam Lumman here with uh, Casey Schmidt on the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Now, I saw you and J.D. Uh, warming up earlier today. Who was throwing harder today, you or him? <laughs> he, was, he was. He was firing it today. You had a, a rare home off day yesterday. What does Casey Schmidt like to do when he has a home off day? Yeah, I just kind of relaxed. Yesterday, I, was, I ended up going uh, to Alcatraz, so I was able to to go over there and see that. I really, I always really wanted to. Yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, I've always really wanted to go out there and see it. Um, but, yeah, that, it was super cool just to kind of go over there and walk on the island and just be over there so yeah it was uh, it was really cool yeah is that something you've always been wanting to do other other kind of sightseeing so yeah when it comes to like exploring around san francisco how much have you done so far i know you've only been here for a few weeks but how much getting around have you done uh not too much because you know we got we got games and then the night night games and i'm going i'm going to bed getting ready for the next day but yeah, not not too much but uh, yesterday i was able to to go explore a little bit yeah so when you when you do try to get out and explore like Alcatraz there are there other things like what do you what do you kind of want to find you go into the city you a museum guy a shop guy kind of look for other fun things you a food guy what 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 would you go look for out in the city I mean a little bit a little bit of everything I went to I went to aquarium uh, last time I was out here uh, for like a a camp so that that was really cool I'm I'm into like going to like museums and like like aquariums and the kind of stuff like that. Yeah, well, we've got to get out to Cal, Cal Academy of Sciences out in uh, near Golden Gate Park or the De Young. Those are great museums to get to. So you ever get out to those? I'll definitely take a trip to go go see one of those. Remember we were talking a couple weeks ago. You said you're a big Star Wars guy. There's a lot of Star Wars guys in this clubhouse, yeah. it seems like. Who, who are your favorite Star Wars characters? Ooh, all time? Uh, I'm going to go Anakin Skywalker. Um, a lot of Anakin fans on this team. Yeah, JD2 is all the same guy. Anakin Skywalker is cool. Uh, Anakin Skywalker is one of them. Uh, I really like the Mandalorian. or like Boba Fett. Uh, I really like Ahsoka. Obi-Wan, obviously. Um, when you were kind of growing up collecting stuff, did you, were you a Lego guy, video game guy? Did you just get the action figures, a combination of the three? Was there a, a thing that you got that was like, you know, made your childhood when you got it? It was more like baseball related kind of stuff. So if I got like a new glove, like some new wiffle balls, new bat, stuff like that. Yeah. That, was, that, was, that was always super, super cool. And super so, cool. so you were the one you had like all the gloves and baseballs kind of lying around the house? Yeah, I definitely had a couple of gloves lying around the house. And I'd play, I used to always play a wiffle ball outside of my neighbors. So, you know, we'd, we'd just, we'd go out there and we'd play, we'd play with them. Sour Patch Kids, why were they the secret to getting Mitch Hanniger hot? I don't know. It was, I think it, it just happened. I mean, I had, I had a, I was... I was I was eating them out of a cup, and then I was just like messing around. I gave him one, he ate it, and then you know, he had that day, and he was just raking. 
Was it, do you do the same color every day, a different color? Does the color matter? Um, I've been giving them the, the blue ones for the past couple past couple weeks. And so when the blue ones stop working, do you move on to a different one? Yeah, we'll, we'll, move, we'll move on, whatever we got to do. What about Sour Patch Kids versus like the Sour Watermelons? Is there a difference there? Uh, I mean, the Sour Patch Kids are different flavors, so you always got to stick with it. With the, just the That's true. So aside from, aside from Sour Patch Kids, what are the other go-to candies that you enjoy? Or is it just mm. the Sour Patch? Yeah, it's it's just the Sour Patch. I try not to, to have too many sweets, but yeah, sour, big, big on Sour Patch. So Sour Patch, here's me. I'll, I'll be uh, that, that's That's kind of a good, that's kind of a good <laughs> go-to for everybody, right? Yeah. Um, so when you were growing up, who are some of the players that, that you, who are your favorite players as a kid growing up? Who are the players, who's the batting stance you loved imitating when you were a kid? Or when you were pitching, who was the, the pitcher you loved imitating? Um, so funny story, me and my, my neighbor, we would have like a little, like a little draft and we'd draft like all these players, like all the major league players and we'd play wiffle ball, World Series kind of thing. And we'd go up there and we'd, we'd imitate the stances of the guys that we put on our team. So yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a little bit of everything. I've been able to kind of do different people's stances, pretty funny. Who was the most fun stance that you would do? Um, I don't know. At the top, I just enjoy them doing. I do enjoy doing both because I could swing from the left hand, left side too. Yeah. So, I, I can't. I can't just pick one. There, there was just so many that I would just. I just had fun doing them. Like I don't know. There was something about them. All right. So since you've been up here, what's been the most fun part about being a big leaguer? Um, I think just kind of being out here, being out with like being out with the, with the team, being you know, around all the fans, and just seeing my family here is off, awesome too. Just yeah, just it's just been, it's been really cool just to to be up here and be, be be playing over here with all these guys. Just living the dream, right? Definitely. All right, a couple more, then I'll get you out of here. So, um, has there ever been a time in your career where you found that like other teams were kind of adjusting to you in the batter's box, so then you kind of had to make an adjustment back? How do you kind of go about making those adjustments? What's that like for you? What's that process like for you? Yeah, I mean. Baseball is a game of adjustments, and you know, I, I mean, teams are going to adjust, and you know, I just gotta, I just gotta find a way to, to go out there and compete and try to help the team win. But yeah, I'm always, I'm always constantly making adjustments, trying to, you know, alter, you know, trying to alter too much, but trying to do stuff that I know that's going to help me. You want kind of more like drill focus, video centric. Yeah, it's, it's usually a mixture of both. All right, that was Casey Schmidt joining me on uh, for the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast, and uh, this has been episode fifty-eight. And uh, Giants, uh, Giants go to Coors Field this week. Shasky, I, I oh, hate great. saying that word; it's the worst. And a uh, little fun fact about uh, the Giants when they go to the Coors Field: it's never really good when the Giants start out a road trip in Coors Field uh, because you're going from sea level to elevation right away. And it's just worse for the pitchers. Shasky, did you know that when game one of a road trip starts in Coors Field since 2000, the Giants are 10 and 17 in those game ones. Conversely, if game one in Coors Field is in the middle of a road trip, they are 19 and 21. And that is just basically the adjustment that pitchers have to go through that quickly Mm -hmm. is is, is very brutal. Conversely, it's the the opposite when the Rockies come here. When the Rockies start a road trip at Oracle Park, they never do well. The Giants, you know, the Giants really <laughs> the winter. So it does go both ways. So remove so them from the division. Exactly. Pretty much as, as miserable as, as oh, Giants fans are when the Giants go to Denver, that's how miserable Rockies fans are Well, in general. But when they also come to, to have to play here in San Francisco. So it does go both here, here, ways. But- I'll leave you with this. I think the Rockies have the most underrated City Connect jerseys of them all. I love the white top with green half and then green bottoms, the green pants. I love the color. Green pants. does kind of work up there. Yeah, I love them. I love all the colored pants. Nobody else does but me. They look like travel teams. I love them. I love everything about it. And Giants fans, shut up about Casey Schmidt swinging too much. All right. 
Let the kid be a kid. He's a rookie. We've been waiting for a rookie to come up and have a great first month forever. He just did that. Okay, he swings at everything. Guess what? So did Brandon Crawford. So did Matt Williams. So did a lot of young infielders when they first came in. He's been up a month. Everyone pumped the brakes. Let me ask you this. With two strike counts, this is my favorite. He's got to learn how to work the count better. (laughs) Two strike counts. In the history of baseball, going back to 1988 when they started tracking these things, there's one guy with 3,000 plate appearances in their career who hit over 265 in any two-strike count. His name is Tony Gwynn, and he batted 310, okay? Everybody needs to pump the brakes. It's not that hard. (laughs) No, everybody else sucks with two strikes. That's the fact. You're supposed to swing early and often. Yes, plate discipline is something he can learn. He can get better at. He'll learn how to work the count. Hitting with two strikes is an art. All right? Mm -hmm. He will get better. I'm just – the discourse around Casey Schmidt swinging so much is really bugging me. Yeah, it's a month in. He's again. It, this is brought up with 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 Kapler a lot. I know Kapler's kind of gotten on me for asking about it. You know, again, he told me I was being too granular for asking about it. Um, they're not worried about Casey Schmidt there. Yes, right. They're letting Good. him play his game. Casey Schmidt isn't worried about Casey Schmidt right now. Good. He's gonna go out and play his game. He knows how to adjust. He's a smart hitter. He knows how to he, he knows how to work the zone. He's a rookie. You know, let let him go out. Let him do his thing and eventually the results are going to start to come around. I have full faith in Casey Schmidt. As again, like I told him today, like I feel like you and I, we're going to be around here a while talking to each other. So yeah. I'm not stressing over Casey Schmidt. You know what? Let him work through his, his his growing pains. Rookies have growing pains. Even Buster Posey had growing pains in his rookie year. It's going to happen. So just got to roll, roll through it. And that's basically what, that's basically the message that I think you need to remember with all these young guys is there's going to be mistakes. You just got to roll through them. So anyway, wrapping up here, uh, Sam Lubman and uh, Joe, the Butcher Boy Shasky, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you on the next one.